0: again for week two of the Home Field Advantage podcast. This is Big Mo on the line and I have my good friend Action Jackson here with me. Action, uh, how's it going out there, my friend?
1: Man, Big Mo, it's a pleasure. Pleasure to be with you again. Uh, what a what a week it was for the, the team that we love so dearly. The, the Arkansas Razorbacks now find themselves in a pretty elite company. Ranked inside the top ten, uh, and I think it's a very deserving ranking. So uh, excited to excited to sit down and chat with you again.
0: Well, yes, sir. It's always good to uh, to be celebrating a Razorback victory on the following Wednesday, and uh, you know I'm looking forward to several more of these of these joyful Wednesdays uh, this season. But uh, I have to tell you, actually, I was a little worried for a little while there. Uh, the, towards the end of the third quarter, I was wondering if this was going to be a pleasant uh, podcast today or not. So,
1: uh, I, I, I share your sentiment there.
0: The,
1: <laughs> it was very uh, – it, it got a little uh, – I didn't have any nails left, so it was definitely a nail-biter there for, for a second, uh, which I'm sure we'll get into. But once again, uh, Big Mo, the defense comes up huge. In the fourth quarter, I'll go ahead and throw you out a a play of the game. Uh, Once again, the defense
0: comes up huge with fumble recovered by Hudson Clark and KJ. Oh yeah, how big was that?
1: Finds Warren Thompson for a 23-yard touchdown. To to pretty much seal the deal. Uh, So I'm gonna have to give my play of the game to the offense this week. You know, KJ to Warren Thompson for 23 yards
0: to put
1: put the game pretty much out of reach.
0: Oh, yeah, I, I call that one the exhale pass because that's the point where I finally exhaled and uh, and, and realized that we were going to pull this one out despite uh, it being really a closer game than it should have been. I, I felt like we got a little bit complacent around halftime and coming out of the locker room in the second half. Is, was that just me, or did you sense that too? I I think there's
1: a little complacency. I think we got a little comfortable with that lead. Um, and, uh, I mean, really the only questionable call of the game uh, happened in that third quarter when when we went forward on fourth down and, and, and didn't make it. And uh, that was concerning to me, that, that we couldn't – not only that we couldn't get the one yard, but that we even tried to run the same play again. Uh, I was hoping that we'd change it up a little bit Maybe find a tight end or a crossing pattern. I mean, I, I don't. I'm not too concerned about going for on fourth down, but change it up a little bit. Don't be so oh, yeah. vanilla. You know, um, definitely. Yeah. Uh, it was it was too vanilla for me. But you know, once mm-hmm. again, the defense does come up because after Warren Thompson catches the touchdown, what does South Carolina do? They march right back down the field, and and but who does who to close the door on? Them? The transfer again, Dwight McLaughlin, with another interception in the end zone for a touchback, and yes. you know once again the defense slammed the door on him. And, uh, I think I think our defense is going to continue to be tested with the loss of Catalan for the season. Uh, I mean, what a tremendous loss that is. I, I hate it for him. Seems like a great yeah. young man, and you know they're talking about he he might
0: not be able to play football again. So it's oh, a uh, I mean, terrible area. It's very troubling, and
1: and I, I hate it for for Jalen Catalan, my thoughts and prayers are with him and hopefully he can get back out there because I, I do think he's he's one of the better ones we've had at the safety position so um, yeah, got, do, you, do you have a do you have a I mean an offensive standout or I mean obviously the running game was just
0: oh yeah I mean, well, you, you hey you're you're reading my mind action because if we did get a little complacent it's because we burst out of the gates with a man named rocket sanders and uh sanders uh you know stuffed in the end zone early and often uh in the early going of the game and frankly i thought it was going to be a laugher uh right. because we seem to be running at will uh from the start of the game uh I, but you know to his credit you know uh we needed all those points by the end and i'm i'm glad that we got as much as we did from the beginning i, I feel like the coaches kind of pulled the reins on him uh because uh, they kind of sensed i think what i did that you know we we opened up a three touchdown lead why risk is health when it looks like things are going good but uh it turns out those those touchdowns that Sanders scored were, were much needed And, uh, you know, I feel like if they would have really turned him loose in the game, the numbers would have been eye-popping if they would have just committed to him and and let him, uh, you know, go at it as hard as he could have. So that's why he gets my offensive player of the game because even with the reins pulled on him, even, you know, uh, being very careful with him, he still put up a a solid line uh, and and got the job done for us. For sure. Uh, 24 carries for... 56 yards and two touchdowns. I mean, Rocky yeah. was. Uh, I mean, he would have easily went over 200 if they wouldn't have, you know, oh yeah,
1: pulled, pulled him pulled back the reins as you say because he's he's definitely what we call a horse
0: in the south. And uh, absolutely. I mean, he's doing. I mean, I don't know if you uh, have heard this said or seen it, but he's yeah. the
1: fourth leading rusher in the country.
0: Oh yeah,
1: and all in all of the Division One well, fourth leading rusher.
0: So and and and, and but, but but think about this. Think about what he could have done in that game Arkansas had 65 carries against South Carolina 65 carries I mean that's right. that's a commitment to the ground game that you just don't see in this day and age of college football and you know Rocket only got 24 of those that means right. there were 41 carries that Arkansas got of course now KJ took 19 of those but we're talking about 41 carries that Rocket didn't get So the potential was was a lot more. This was actually a a very toned-down rocket. So I'm very excited to see what could happen when they really unleash him in a game like this where you know we obviously had the running game established. Uh, I don't know, uh, looking forward to maybe even Alabama with the way that they were pushed by Texas. Of course, we'll get to that a little bit later in the podcast. But these teams that are vulnerable to the run... I think he's going to be a real weapon uh, and he was a weapon this weekend too.
1: I absolutely agree and, and you know as much SEC football as we've seen in our lives there's always two things. you got to be able to run the ball you've got to be able to stop the run. Now a stat that you may or may not have seen or you might have overlooked, we gave up 40 rushing yards on Saturday. 40. Wow. If you give up 40 rushing yards to an SEC team, I would dare to say you're about a high 90 percentile going to win the football game, and we gave up 40 rushing yards to South Carolina. Which brings me to my Defensive Player of the Week. I'm glad you asked. <laughs> defensive Player of the Week this week is going to go to the transfer standout, <laughs> Drew Sanders.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, hey, That's what? not even a I, – I think everyone could have predicted that. I, I mean, just looking at the stat line for for Drew, I mean – these are numbers that you almost never see. I don't, in fact, I would go so far as to say I've never seen these type of statistics from a defensive end. Right. And that's 11 total tackles and eight solos. Yeah, well, and I mean, I, they classify him as a defensive end. Am I wrong on that action? I mean, right. you're the defensive guru here. He's playing, he's
1: playing linebacker beside
0: bumper pool. So okay, he, well, he's... Yeah, yeah, I I, I consider him an edge, so maybe I'm... He's the box. Yeah. You're, you're not too
1: far off. He's kind of a
0: hybrid.
1: <laughs> but I'm, I'm with the rest of the nation on this because he was named National Defensive Player of the Week.
0: Ooh, wow. Wow. National Defensive Player National of the Week. 11 tackles, yeah. two statics, and force, two fumbles. So that's, oh, yeah. that's my defensive player of the week. Uh, yeah. Another, another
1: stat for your offensive guys out there, K.J. Jefferson completed 87 percent of his passes over over the weekend and that set an Arkansas record per game
0: 87%. are you kidding me well, No, man that's that's why that's why I look forward to these calls action because you give me these stats that I, I'm like man where where does he get these but that's so you, you're telling me all time that's the best an Arkansas quarterbacks ever done 87 percent wow uh,
1: and that was and that was quoted by a, 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 a Razorback a statistician that will uh, r- remain unnamed since I don't have permission to drop his name on this podcast. Uh,
0: wow. Well, that's that's extremely impressive. Extremely impressive.
2: Definitely.
0: Uh, well, I'll tell you, given these stats, uh, the, the head-scratcher for me, you know, you got a 150-plus-yard rusher with two touchdowns. Then you have... Arguably the most uh, efficient passing game in the history of Arkansas football, and then you've got the defensive, na- the national defensive player of the year in Drew Sanders. Mm-hmm. Did South Carolina get really lucky to keep it as close as they did, keep it within two touchdowns? Uh,
1: I, I, to, quote, so to quote Coach Pittman at halftime, the, the touchdown that South Carolina scored in the first half, we gave it to them by penalties. We gave penalties. Yes. We gave them that touchdown with penalties. So, yes. Uh, a pass interference and a, and a hands to the face. We gave them the touchdown mm-hmm. in the first half. If, if we don't give them that touchdown in the first half, you're looking at a 21 to 3 game at halftime. So
0: that's yeah. it. And that, that shows it. how, yeah, absolutely. Shows how much that penalties uh, uh, matter in the game. Uh, Arkansas was penalized 10 times for 122 yards. South Carolina only received five for 41. So we gave them 81 yards more than we got back from them in penalties. And to me, that's the only thing that, that, that makes sense. It's like Coach Pittman said, for, for when you, you perform so well on both sides of the ball, but yet it was still a tight game at, You know, going into the fourth quarter. And uh, to me, it, it goes to show that penalties really can make a difference.
1: They definitely do. And, you know, to be so disciplined the week before against Cincinnati that, to have seven total penalties and then, you know, to hands to the face, hands to the face, mm-hmm. uh, you know, defensive pass interference. Uh, we, we just – we had to clean those up before we played these bigger schools in a, in a couple of weeks because ten, ten penalties against Alabama will get you beat by itself. So, yes, absolutely. Um, I do absolutely. want to give a nod to the special teams, too. I mean, I know Ken Little missed a long field goal, but how about our man Bumper Pool on the hands team, almost taking an onside kick for a house call? I mean, mm. I mean that's, it's, I'm talking about a, a great football player making a great play, and I was just hoping that he scored. I mean, it was it was, <laughs> just, uh, it was pretty remarkable. Uh, yeah, it was I, a
0: solid play. Yeah, definitely. Sure.
1: I mean, so we'll, we, definitely, we definitely have some things to work on, but, you know, it's, uh, we're, we're in a pretty highly esteemed uh, category right now, being, being ranked number 10, uh, Big Mo. What, what are your thoughts on uh, on the, the defense ranking that, that came out this week?
0: Well, I mean, we, we really, in, uh, you know, uh, it was a solid game for Arkansas, but for me, I'm actually excited this week talk about some of the other things that happened across the country which helped Arkansas. And gotcha. I think Arkansas got more help in other games than than they did themselves a favor in in this game because again, this game doesn't do justice. The score didn't do justice to how good Arkansas played in my mind. If if you take away the penalties, of course, which which is, you know, something they have to clean up, but except for the penalties, very solid game. Uh Absolutely. but you know you go down and and look at other teams which you know struggled a lot more and in a lot bigger facets of the game than uh, you know arkansas did and i'm talking i guess we can start start with uh, the game in austin texas where uh i mean you you get a lot a lot right action but uh alabama was a three touchdown favorite and I'm believing you were, if if I remember correctly, you were actually predicting them to exceed those expectations, the Crimson Tide, and we got a barn or we got a a nail biter in Austin, which uh, Alabama barely pulled out by a last second field goal. So I don't know how closely you followed that, but you have any thoughts on what transpired down there?
1: Well, I certainly, uh, I, I certainly won't take back but I was, I was definitely incorrect. Uh, Texas played inspired at home. Uh, they had a good defensive plan. They executed it. And, you know, if you talk to some people across the country, I'm sure that there's people out there that think Texas deserved to win that game. Uh, they feel like maybe the referees hosed them a little bit. and uh, I don't yep. know if I agree with that, so to speak. But, you know, uh, Super Saban and his and his Crimson Tide, uh, they, they look beatable. Not
0: only yes, did they, they even, did.
1: They look like a normal football team, but they look like a team that can easily be beat if you execute your game plan against them. And Texas almost pulls it out. And, you know, wonder where I was wrong on that one, I was absolutely right on that. On that cyclone that swept into to uh, to Iowa and, and, and down the Hawkeyes. Yes, so, you were. Uh, <laughs> I'll flip it back to you uh, that quick, but. How, how about the the bed that jimbo fisher's made for his so uh, you run your mouth saying you're the new alabama and <laughs> you, you were shown saturday that you're not the new alabama you let an appalachian state team come in there make your offense look uh, dismal at best and you lose the football game
0: so and for for those of our listeners who uh are not as attuned to the to the coaches, uh, uh, you, you're referring to Jimbo Fisher of the Texas A&M Aggies. Uh, it's absolutely right. Uh, and, uh, they lost their sixth ranking and, and fell all the way to 24. Uh, just almost fell out of the top 25 altogether. So uh, I, I really don't think that they should be there, but I think the,
1: the acclaim of the coach and the, the university is what kept them in the top 25. and Yeah. Uh, we won't jump too far ahead, but we'll, we'll take care of finishing them off for the top 25 for the beginning of the year anyway, here in a couple of weeks.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, that was a shocker for sure with, uh, you know, Appalachian State actually coming in to College Station and knocking off a top six SEC team. Uh, but I have a question. I'm not sure if Appalachian State isn't just a really good team. Because they gave North Carolina a heck of a game the previous week in a in a almost a basketball score. I think it was something like sixty-two to sixty. Um, totally. I, I don't that, think there's a lot of teams out there wanting Appalachian State on their schedule at the moment.
1: I, I mean, even being a beloved talk fan, I, I don't I don't want to see them because they they have a they have a reputation of
2: it doesn't matter who they play. You better show up when you play out state. Yeah.
1: yeah. So you know, and, and you know, speaking of games that you're supposed to win, you know, of, as Arkansas fans, we've been ranked high before, and we we let a smaller team come in and, and dethrone us, and it all had to do with our coaches coming in this weekend, our former coach Bobby Petrino, mm-hmm. and Missouri State, and I, I just I, I think that Coach Pittman and his teams on a mission, and I don't think we overlook them this week. I think we, we go out and do what a top ten team is supposed to do. I think we take care of business this weekend, and we give uh, we give a uh, Coach Petrino a a, a warm welcome. Uh, we give him a good whipping, and then uh, we send him on his way.
0: Well, that's what, that's what I'm hoping for two, too, Jackson. And uh, I tell you, I tell you, uh, you know, speaking of Appalachian State, I think uh, Bobby Petrino's uh, Missouri State team might be a little similar. Uh, I'm always wary of those, uh, of those small, under, underrated, uh, you know, or at least not highly ranked teams that have good coaches and capable offenses. And I think that's what you see from Appalachian State. A team that can put points on the board is dangerous yeah. because sometimes, you know, a big team at home, you don't have the offense going, you're a little lethargic, and before you know it, you know, you've got a couple touchdowns put on you, and you're playing catch-up. Um, th- those teams scare me more than a a smaller team that plays just real good defense. Those teams that can actually score, um, that that gives me a little concern. And you know, we know from our our time, uh, you know, having him as our head coach, that Bobby Petrino knows how to score. Oh, he does, in fact. And you know, I'll, I'll just throw out some names of uh, some players. See if these. I ring a bell with you, uh, Teddy Bridgewater,
1: Lamar Jackson. Uh, I don't need to say anything else. Coach Petrino is going to come to, to Fayetteville this weekend with a quarterback, and he's going to have a solid quarterback. And, you know, the, the score might be 40-7, to 7, but you're going to see some good quarterback play from Missouri State. disciplined on defense and if we have a chance to get the quarterback on the ground we need to put him on the ground and uh, I just think Missouri State's going to have a hard time stopping us because as we've seen with Coach Virginia when he was here the defense wasn't always that strong and I think we just lean heavily on this running game get some things polished and and maybe even get some uh, Dominique Johnson action. Uh, I think uh, I just think it, it might be time to let him get his wheels back under him before we get into the meat
0: of this schedule. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I think uh, this all—all all these uh, these games against these non-conference opponents are, you know, uh, geared to, to some extent to just getting everyone in sync. And so I think we saw an emphasis from the running game against South Carolina. Wasn't non-conference, but early season game. Uh, Emphasis for the running game there. I think we might see an emphasis for the for the passing game in this in this next game, because like you said, the the uh, we we went very run heavy. Only eighteen pass attempts. Obviously a huge one at the end of the game. But um, you know we want to get some more receivers. Uh, going if for nothing else than just for recruiting purposes because we don't want receivers to see, hey, when you go to Arkansas, you know, they're just going to run the ball. Uh, we want to see, hey, you know, you you come here, you're going to get thrown the ball, you you're going to put up some stats, you're going to have some film to show uh, if if you want to move to the next level, and uh, and that's an important consideration I think at, at at this level of college football once you get to the top ten where Arkansas is um you're out there competing for top recruits we're we're in the market now for the blue chip guys Absolutely. and uh that's that's what they're uh concerned about is that you know they want to be used they want to play right. and you know so, I, I, I agree with you big mo I'd, I'd like to see uh i'd like to uh, definitely hear of uh, Isaiah the change his name this week
1: uh, i'd like for him to get some significant playing time at receiver maybe have a catch or two uh Give him some confidence as a young freshman. Uh, you know, maybe maybe if the game gets out of hand. Uh, let let Malik hand the ball off a little bit, and, and, and maybe maybe put his throwing arm to, to work too. Uh, you know, just just to, just for some rips. Um, but you know, like I said, I, I just want the defense to play solid. Uh, don't lose your assignment. Play your keys. I mean, I think the, it's obvious that the linebackers are going to be solid. I don't think we have to worry about. Drew Sanders or our bumper pool getting out of position. Uh, the back part of our defense has been our issue for years. And uh, I just wish one of these new safeties would step up and do something cattle on, like uh, declete one of these receivers and let them know, hey, you still got a head on her in the secondary. And, and, and throw it across the middle if you want to. I'll, I'll show you why, why I'm playing a safety position.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Arkansas got the depth. And like you said, we, we got to let those guys uh... – be the next man up. And uh, you
1: know, that's why well we got a, him. I want to throw a plug in for Coach Petrino, too, because you don't ever know what the man's going to do. If you if you go back to his time at Arkansas, uh, late in the first half against LSU, uh, the, the year leaves me. But CBS announcers are saying, well, here comes the nail down. Now it's going to kneel down. And uh, What does Petrino come out and do? Well, he throws an 80-yard bomb to Kobe <laughs> Hamilton. Two LSU defenders collide. It changed the whole spectrum of the second half of that game because uh, LSU was never never back in that game. And, and that's what Coach Petrino brings. And, and, you know, speaking of Coach Mallett, I just want to throw a plug in here for him, and, and I call him Coach Mallett because he's, he's coaching down at Whitehall. And they went to a mall mail team this last weekend and <laughs> put it on them. They were eight-point underdogs, and they won about 20 going away. So wow. – um, just give some props to the former uh, Petrino quarterback and Ryan Mallett and uh, receiver coach Jarius Wright and, and, and the Whitehall Bulldogs, but but that you know that's a product of Coach Petrino, Tyler Wilson, uh, you know Jarius Wright I mentioned, uh, Greg Childs, uh, you know solid recruits, and I just think I just think that we need to show up ready to play a football game and and, and not ready for practice. So. Uh, because coach fraterno is going to come
0: expecting to win that game as oh yeah so. oh yeah well now you speaking of alma maters you gave me a little bit of a hard time last week after the podcast for not mentioning uh my alma mater uh nc state Wolfpack, and uh and their close victory in east carolina on week one uh, probably because i was still trying to catch my breath from <laughs> nearly hyperventilating at the end of that game uh, for those who didn't watch uh, nc state survived on a missed i believe it was about a 30 yard field goal which which would have beat us but uh it was uh duck hooked uh fortunately for the Wolfpack faithful and we we survived by one point to remain in the top 20. uh but this week i i'm happy to report that it was much more business as usual for nc state as they pulled away of uh uh, Chattanooga, fifty-five to three. I'm, I'm sorry, Charleston Southern. Charleston Southern, fifty-five to three. We uh, we beat no, them so bad no we didn't even for, catch the name no before they got back on the bus. But um,
1: hard <laughs> no
0: for this week. So, yeah. So so NC State is now ranked number eighteen. Elsewhere in college football, we can't forget about the uh, really the big one. The big shocker this week, at least for me. I think for most people. The Marshall. Marshall. Uh, uh, I'm sure. The, the herd. The Marshall herd. Is that their. Is that the name? Correct. Is Marshall. that the mascot? The herd.
1: I think they put thundering in front of it. To
0: make thundering. It the weird. thundering herd of Marshall. Thundered. Or something. I mean, yes. What is going the on? Thundered in, into the home field of, uh, of Notre Dame. Number eight, Notre Dame, and humbled them Absolutely. coming out with not only just playing them a good game like Texas played Alabama, but actually came out with a victory 26 21. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and yeah, that was a, the, you know, Arkansas was able to leapfrog them in the standings because of that.
1: Uh, and, and, uh, and which they rightfully should. I mean, uh, Notre, Notre Dame is, uh, basically a dumpster fire right now. I don't know what's going on in, uh, <laughs> in South Bend. Uh, I, I, I don't know, uh, man. Uh, it's definitely not good uh, to be no. – you don't have the luck of the hours with you right now. The, uh, <laughs> they need to find a new slogan, uh, 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 something new to say for sure. Uh, well, speaking of the span of college football, uh, you know what, what other matchups out there this week do you like?
0: Well, I got one more I wanted to, to pass along and, and give you credit for. Now, it was an overtime game, but you cr- cr- correctly predicted uh, number 24, Tennessee, upsetting number 17, Pittsburgh. And uh, that in overtime, Tennessee won 34-27. So it was close, but we have to give credit where credit's due. Oh, and no, uh, you uh, definitely called that one. Now, uh, this bit. week, we have some... Interesting matchups. Texas Tech actually held off Houston at home last week by three points, thirty-three to thirty. Now they travel to number sixteen, NC State. Obviously, we just gave a shout out to the Wolfpack. Uh, that game's going to be on ESPN two, six o'clock on Saturday. Uh, Jackson, have you uh, have you had a chance to? Put your mind on either one of those teams, or
1: well, they're, you know, there's just some teams, and 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 uh, I'm going to steal something from my dad here. There's just some teams that you don't go against when they're playing at home, and uh, your alma mater, North Carolina State Wolfpack, is one of those teams. <laughs> I'm Not going to go against the Wolfpack if they're playing at home, uh, outside of playing possibly Alabama, which we know Alabama's beatable now. So yeah, I would. I, I'm, I'm going to ride with the Wolfpack. Uh, at, right. at home. And, and not just because of uh, them being your alma mater. They, they're they that intimidating at home. I don't know what it is about the, the atmosphere over there. Maybe you can explain it, having went to school there. But there's just something about it that they refuse to lose on that field. And, and I think it's one of the rare magics that are left in, in college football for me.
0: Well, I, I will explain it from you know my own experience there. I think with NC State, it's a lot less of an overpowering uh, uh, environment, like you know obviously uh, you know Arkansas or Florida, uh, Alabama. You know some of these more um, environments where the, the the fans just kind of bear down on you, and just the weight of the energy just kind of smothers you. NC State is more of a Laid-back environment where the it's more of the comfort. It's a comfort level that NC State has at playing at home, and other people just uh, for whatever reason they're not as comfortable on that field. NC State is just uh, you know kind of when they get home, it's it's like going back and, and sitting in your in your lazy boy when you're watching the game. You're just kind of comfortable. You know, I mean, it, it's so much easier to have your mind right, and you don't feel antsy. I, th- I think that's the biggest thing about uh, Carter Finley, is uh, there's just a smooth air of confidence that runs through that stadium when the Wolfpack walk out of the tunnel, and uh, and also it helps to have a, a veteran quarterback who's. Uh, got uh, NFL potential in Devin Leary, so that, that never hurts either.
1: That's, that's, the name that's, known across, that's the name that's known across the country, uh, uh yeah. for sure. And and you know, when you when you have that comfortability factor, I guess the the uh, the visiting team, you know, feels you know, feels kind of comfortable, and then they look at the scoreboard and they realize they're down three touchdowns. Why do we feel so comfortable? I mean, uh, yeah absolutely exactly exactly
0: it lulls you you into a bit of a false sense of comfort of security even the away team but
1: getting getting whipped and you
0: don't even realize it you don't even realize it exactly wow well now let's uh now now there's two games on here that i'm thinking the teams might be looking for some revenge this week and uh for one of the biggest ones that caught my eye texas a&m which to, I think this might be a record For furthest drop in the polls They got sent back 18 spots For for one loss From number 6 to 24 Now they are the underdogs Actually, well not, not by the line But by the, by the polls at least As the number 13 Miami Hurricanes Come into College Station Does A&M have something to prove, Jackson?
1: You know I think this is a game That uh, you almost you almost feel like the home team's in a position where they have to will theirself to win. And what I mean by that is, you know, just, just hope that we're up by one point when the clock is double zero. Uh, I really I, I don't like their chances because Miami, from what I've heard and what I've seen, Miami's for real. And I don't know if Texas A&M is. And, uh, like I said, I think Jimbo Fisher has made his bid, and I think he's got to sleep in it. So uh, I don't hardly r- ride against the, the SEC, especially playing at home with the 12th man and everything. But I, I think Miami goes in there with something to prove, and, and I think they, uh, they might take care of the Aggies before we get a chance
0: to. Mm-hmm. Well... Well, we'll have to see. I mean, I, I was happy as an SEC fan, as an Arkansas fan. I was actually a little happy that Alabama pulled it out over Texas, if for no other reason than to keep S- the SEC's stock high for the sake of our rankings. Because if other right. conferences start beating our top teams, that takes us all down. Um, so I was kind of happy to see that. I, I, I will be, especially as an NC State fan, uh, we're – Miami's actually ranked ahead of us in the in the polls. I'm going to be rooting for A&M this week. I think they've taken their medicine with Appalachian State. I think if Miami rolls in, that's going to have some playoff implications down the line when, say, Arkansas might be going up against Miami uh, for the last or, you know, for a playoff spot. And they'll look back and say, well, Miami went into Texas A&M and beat them at their home field, you know, Let's let's give them the nod. I, I don't want that, so I, I'll be pulling. Uh, I'll be holding my nose and, and pulling for <laughs> the <Adams>. <laughs> That's
1: a rare disagreement for us. Uh,
0: <laughs>
1: I like it. I like it. <laughs>
0: well, hey, another team I saw on here that I think is has got some uh, uh, something to prove and got a little chip on their shoulder is uh, now speaking of Notre Dame is you know their old head coach Brian Kelly is going to be leading the LSU Tigers at home this weekend against mississippi state now, obviously they took care of a uh very weak uh, southern team which was basically just a, a practice matchup last week uh but this is the first time since opening week their opening week loss at uh, florida state that they're going to face a team that's on par with them uh what are you thinking in that matchup jackson
1: well the that- that, that is down in, in Baton Rouge, uh, I think it's no more. Uh, I think Arkansas uh, put an end to that last year when Cam Little put a foot in them. Uh, I, I don't think anybody's scared to go to LSU anymore. I don't think anybody's worried about them. And I don't think the Bulldogs are worried about them. I, I think uh, for, for a rare time riding against LSU at home, I'm, I'm going to be pulling for Mississippi State uh, to show that, you know, that some of their preseason hype is for real i'm gonna ride with uh with the bulldogs
0: so we're gonna put you down for the bulldogs all right so that's right next week you're gonna be held to account for that so that's
1: okay i'll take my (laughs)
0: loss
1: i'll take my loss if i have to
0: all right well let me tell you if mississippi state pulls that out as you predict there's going to be some serious problems down the bio uh speaking of another game they'll be going going on not far from there uh Number 22, Penn State, in a Big Ten SEC matchup in uh, uh, O'Hare Stadium down in Auburn. Who do you got well, there? Unranked Auburn, uh, by the way.
1: I I can't. I, this this is brutal. Uh, Big Mo, you're, you're, you're treating me real bad on these teams. <laughs>
0: this, this is
2: brutal.
1: <laughs> you're making me go against everything that I normally do. But uh, I, I think Penn State's got... Possibly one of the, the best running backs in the country, and the uh, he was a, he was the number one overall uh, player coming out of high school. Uh, I can't remember the young man's name right now, but, but Auburn is Auburn is not what they used to be. They, mm-hmm. I mean, their coach is one of the coaches. is preseason is on the hot seat, and I think Penn State's going to show them why. Uh, I mean, I I, I can see them actually getting embarrassed. Dis- dislike for the Big Ten runs so deep, but I think mm-hmm. the dislike for Auburn and, and everything that, that they've done and, and meant to us over the years uh, goes a little bit deeper. So, we're uh, yeah. with Penn State, actually. So.
0: Well, now, another non-conference game that might save face in case Texas A&M falters, Ole Miss goes to Georgia Tech. So, another chance for the SEC to score points against the ACC. Ole Miss ranked number twenty after handling Central Arkansas last week. Uh, who, who do you got there, Jackson? Uh, you know, Big Mo, we we don't like Ole Miss. I mean,
2: there's no secret. We've, we don't. <laughs> Ole Miss leaves a bad taste in our mouth. Uh, oh yeah. But I feel like I would be I would be
1: a fool to just continually ride against the, the SEC this week. So I'm, I'm gonna ride I'm gonna ride with the Rebels, but I, but I
0: think that could be a a game that comes down to a field goal uh, all right you know,
1: i think it should be i think it
0: could be a close game all right close game but old miss pulls it out you heard it here and uh got another one for you nebraska just fired their coach which is what happens when the only thing to do in your state is not working out for you and that's their football team uh now they get Oklahoma coming into town, ranked number six in the country. Uh, is this more bad news for the Cornhuskers?
1: Uh, I don't. I don't think it gets any better uh, uh, this year for Nebraska going forward. I mean, you know, if it was like the NFL and you got the number one draft pick and you could automatically get the best recruit in the country, I, I think that's what Nebraska is shooting for right now because they are they are pathetic on a different level. Uh, I think Oklahoma is heading in a different direction than Nebraska, and uh, you know Oklahoma's got their lumps coming when they come to the SEC. But uh, I'm I'm going to ride with Boomer Center uh, against the Cornhuskers this weekend.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. Now uh, I, I'm guessing that you're not seeing anything going on. Uh, I know that Washington State actually pulled off a big upset in Wisconsin. Speaking of uh, teams that. Um, that helped Arkansas advance in the rankings. Uh, We have actually the the opposite going on in the Big Ten against the Pac-10 this week when Michigan State heads to undefeated Washington. And believe it or not, Michigan State's ranked number 11 in the country, Jackson. Washington's unranked. But the Vegas line has Washington as a a three-and-a-half-point favorite. So go figure that.
1: Oh man, that's uh, that's actually surprising. You you hit me with something that I had no clue about. Uh, <laughs> but I, I'll tell you one thing: Michigan State brings to the table, and they have uh, for the last several years, they're going to be physical. Uh, they're going to have a solid defense, uh, and defense travels not only in basketball, but it travels in football. And uh, you know, it's, it's thin air out there in Michigan or in Washington, and. Michigan State, I think that might be their toughest battle is uh, being able to breathe. But uh, I, I, see, I see the Spartans going over there and taking care of the Huskies.
0: All right. Well, I got one last one for you here. You know, I, I threw out, uh, at least before we start a two-minute warning here, uh, I threw out the uh, uh, Central Arkansas Ole Miss game just because it might have some local interest. Well, I have another game here, which is probably going to have a similar result. Arkansas-Pine Bluff – takes the trip to Oklahoma and uh, plays in Stillwater against Oklahoma State. Now, believe it or not, Arkansas Pine Bluff has won their first two games, so they're undefeated. Uh, I I hate to uh, to put you on the spot like this, but is this our upset special this week, Jackson?
1: Man, I I love Pine Bluff. Uh, What a a great city, uh, a city that I've been around my whole life. Uh, I think that would be the upset of the century if UAPB went to <laughs> to to, uh, to Oklahoma State and, and won. I I, I don't know. Uh, well,
0: now I, I now know. before I'm before you guess. say this, Jackson, I, I gotta let you know that uh, UAPB played a team called North American University, which according to their name is a real university. Last week, and they beat them seventy-six to three. Wow! So. I want to I want to, uh, you know, this there's might not first, be the UapP of old. There's
1: there's games where UAPB's basketball team
0: isn't going to score 73 points. <laughs> uh, so let's, uh, I'm going to say
1: they, they make it an interesting first quarter. We'll give them
0: a first quarter.
1: Uh, you know, maybe three to They, they
0: don't get blown out in the, the first, quarter. first quarter. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Realistic, realistic, but also optimistic. I, I like yeah. that. That's, That's what we get from you. All right, well, we're we're starting the two-minute warning right now and moving over to the NFL, Jackson. Uh, As you know, I actually made the trip to Dallas this past weekend. And uh, as someone who was, you know, leaning towards, I'm not a big Cowboys fan, but I like them. Uh, Obviously, my dad was a lot more disappointed than I was. We did not like what we saw from the Cowboys. And uh, Dak Prescott looks like he's going to be out multiple weeks with a hand injury.
1: Uh, it's, it's definite, I mean, and all jokes aside, it's a definite tragedy. Uh, I, have a, I have a respect for Dak Prescott and, and, and what he
2: represents and the game he likes to play. Uh, I really think he loves the game of football. Uh, I, I hate to see him get injured like that. Um, I wasn't proud of the way uh, my, my Buccaneers played either. Uh, it was just a really uh, boring game, Uh the mm-hmm. game I was
1: glad that we won. Uh, I, I you know, like I said, I hate the, the injury for, for Dak. Uh, it's going to be a long season for the Cowboys. I'm, I'm sad to sad to say it, it could be a really, really long year
0: for them. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, last week when we talked, I was very optimistic that my Saints would would cruise against what uh, we, you know, both thought might be one of the worst teams in the NFL this year, the Falcons. It turned into quite a nail biter that had me sweating until the very end. New Orleans pulled it out 27 to 26 uh, on a last, really last minute uh, drive that they had. And I also had to survive a missed 64 yard field goal at the buzzard, which if it would have gone in, would have given the Falcons the win. So, um, yeah, yeah, it was, it was dicey, um, but, but looking around the league, I saw a lot of upsets. I saw, you know, the Giants beating the Titans, um, the Seahawks beating the Broncos, uh, the Vikings pretty much embarrassing Aaron Rodgers and the Packers twenty-three to seven in a game that know, really wasn't competitive. competitive. Yeah. Wasn't, yeah. Wasn't so, at all. Justin Jefferson. I, I mean, I, I would have to give. Uh,
1: I would probably have to give Justin Jefferson the NFL uh, Offensive Player of, of the Week. What a, what a game. Uh, but I'd also have to give a nod to Saquon Barkley. Man, I mean, he showed up and showed out for the Giants. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. So, I mean, uh, different things going on in the NFL. And, you know, uh, I, I definitely hate to say it, Big Mo, but I mean, we, we had to be adversaries this week. And it's just
0: part of <laughs> being
1: an NFL fan.
0: To we be can't forget to about that, time. can we? Yep.
1: And uh, I, I really I, – I don't really have any thoughts about New Orleans this week because we haven't beat you guys since Brady's been there, except for the playoff win. Uh, we don't play good in the Superdome uh, for whatever reason. And uh, it's going to be an interesting game. I, I'm, I'm hoping that the Bucs come out on top. I'm not ready to jump out there and predict that they will. Uh, but if New Orleans has any trouble stopping the run, it could be a long day for him because Leonard Fournette looks like he is coming as a man on a mission this year. So,
0: well, he is. But as usual, whenever the Saints play the Buccaneers, we always seem to catch all the good time. And right now, I think the Buccaneers defense couldn't have more confidence. I hope, you know, as a Saints fan, overconfidence uh based on what happened in Dallas. And not to mention it looks like Chris Godwin is gonna be out multiple weeks. Julio Jones is in doubt for the game. Um I, I don't know, you know, how many weapons Tom Brady's gonna to have at his disposal and if there's one thing the Saints have been able to do over the past few years it's stop the run. So yeah. if yeah, they sure. if they just if they if the plan is for Tampa Bay to just run it down New Orleans throats, uh, I like the Saints chances.
1: I would totally agree. Uh, I I don't. I'm not really happy or, or thrilled with their offensive line right now. And uh, I think I think New Orleans is going to give Brady some fits. Uh, but I mean, I, I I do think that that Brady finally figures out a way uh, to get it done. Uh, but it could come down to a field goal. It could have come down to a last second field goal. Uh, either way, I, I don't see it being a game that gets out of hand. I really don't.
0: Uh, I think it's going to be too early. Sorry for cutting you off there, Jackson. Uh, yeah, it's it's definitely going to be a good game in, in New Orleans, and as it always is, and you know the implications for the division are obviously uh, very high. Um, and I, I can I know Tom Brady and a lot of Buccaneers fans have this game circled on their schedule, given the, the recent matchups. Totally, uh, so. I totally
1: I couldn't agree more, Big Mosey. Uh I mean, it's gonna be a great game. I, I always look forward to watching Tampa play New Orleans. It's no secret. You guys have owned the division for years. Uh and you know, we we finally were able to claim that title, uh, recently, but I mean it, it, it's just gonna be what it is at the end of the day. <laughs> if we win,
0: I'm I'm thrilled and you know, but if we play a tight game, you know, it's it's one loss and we move we move forward so it's, uh, it's definitely definitely been a pleasure today uh talking sports uh, absolutely NBA. always is always is for sure well we're, i'll be looking forward to that hog game next week and uh hoping we have some more uh positive things to talk about after what i hope is a is a win over missouri state
1: well i mean we could set a we could set a razorback record for rushing this week so i'm i'm, I'm curious to see if the record books come out so uh Definitely go Hogs uh, and and go Wolfpack. I I didn't throw that in last week. Uh, And if you weren't playing the Bucs, I would say go Saints. But (laughs) I'm going to have to say fire those cannons and and go Bucks. And uh, just glad to be part of the Home Field Advantage podcast. And uh, thanks to anybody that's listening. And uh, we look forward to uh, bringing you the best content that we can.
0: Amen to that. Amen to that. We'll we'll go Amen. hogs and uh will be looking forward to you again next week. I'll see you All then, right. Bro. See you then. All right. Bye bye.